<laughs> Fuck. I really like Matt's laugh. It starts out slow and it speeds up. <laughs> it's a, it's like a 1960s Mustang engine. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's a car. You got the vroom vroom in your boom boom. I don't know what that meant. Can we just move on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. Okay. Hello, listeners, and welcome to not really Dice Populi, but it's Dice Populi. Ha, uh, th- this is this is a uh, a fifth Wednesday bonus episode. We put out new dep- new whoa. We put out new episodes. Put out on nude the- episodes. <laughs> Doesn't work so well at a podcast, but trust us, they're just, flopping around. Just the, think about oh, what the fuck. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> that eggplant emoji takes a whole new meaning now. Okay, <laughs> so uh, we put out new episodes of the podcast proper on the first and third Wednesdays of a month, and whenever a fifth Wednesday rolls around, uh, we're going to sit down and give you guys a little peek behind the scenes and and give you some updates on on what is going on with the show. I am Colin Ketchin, uh, co-creator of the podcast, and for this little fifth Wednesday, I am joined by... Uh, we never decided who's going first, so I'm just gonna go uh, grab uh, grab it by the reins. Uh, hey, it's Matt. Uh, actually, it's more of a whatever car you said my laugh sounds like. <laughs> it's a Mustang. Mustangs are horses. I'm just gonna shut up. Go. They're run. both they're both cars and horses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Matt. He's with us as well. Uh, we're also joined by. Uh, it's me, Orion Mossberger. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Hey. So, um, uh, in the shows, you may recognize uh, me as Bait and the headmaster of the campaign. Ryan is Cult the Bone Master and did the one shot. It came in the night. Uh, Matt plays Maeve and does editing and uh, will uh, run a game in the future. But that's a secret. We're not going to get into that secret yet. So, in this little bonus episode. We are going to just go through a couple things. Uh, first, we have some updates to how we're running and tracking engagement, uh, meaning ways that we try to interact with you and give you cool stuff for listening to our less than cool show. And hey, it's, basically, hey, it's, a, it's a great show. Shut up. It's a thank well, you oh, for uh, letting us talk to you and not really yes. doing much. Yes, I that's guess. that's a, that's exactly it. You you passively consume our free product, and we will reward you for it. It sounds like a scam, but it's we're the ones we're the ones losing money well, on see, this. For you sure. say it's a scam, and then people start thinking, "Oh wait, what if it really is a scam?" Oh, so I just need to not put the idea in their heads. Yeah, we see, uh, we well, already fucked up there. Yeah, it's impossible to edit it out. So the next thing we're going to cover is uh, fan shoutouts. Uh, we have a couple folks that More are like really scam been- shoutouts. The, Jesus Christ! You're doing the sin. You <laughs> are the sinner. The sin. <laughs> you. Uh, th- so we have uh, had a couple fans that have just been like killing it, doing the Lord's work, uh, trying to get uh, some stuff back and forth with us on the show, and it's been really fun. Uh, the the main course of this episode is going to be uh, listener questions, where we ask Ryan about the adventure. It came in the night because if you recall, that adventure didn't quite go to plan ryan can you give me like a like a 10 second a a 10 second just recap of what what happened there uh mave killed the town the end (laughs) (laughs) basically the town was not supposed to get killed and it did get killed so we're gonna go a little behind the scenes answering your questions about what that 
was supposed to be like. And me personally, I wasn't on those recordings. I'm curious as hell because I also don't know what happened there. I'm I'm a fan of It Came in the Night, just like you. Um, and then at the end, we're going to touch on how we're going to run this uh, run this shiz in the future. So that's our quick agenda. Let's zip right through it so we can get to the questions. You guys ready? Never. As ready as I'll ever be. Let's, let's buckle up. Let's go. Let's buckle up our horses and uh, let's get moving. So the first thing, engagement. Uh, engagement, again, meaning how we interact with you uh, mostly through social media. Ryan actually runs most of the social media stuff that we yeah, do. Yeah, sorry if it's bad. That's me. <laughs> So, uh, so basically, everything you're going to hear is straight out of the horses' mouths. Uh, I'm again, gonna, uh, again with the horses. Yeah, time. no, I'm I'm leaning fully into the horse motif. Um, uh, the naked motif didn't work for me; it was a little creepy. I think horses are a little more family friendly and palatable for all. So, engagement. We have palate your horse. Two <laughs> means of engagement, generally speaking. Uh, uh, I call them passive rewards and active rewards. Passive rewards are things that we do uh, all the time that we are constantly keeping up on to try to stay in touch with you, uh, the listener. Um, I don't know, Ryan or Matt, if you want to help me jump in here, but there are four ways. Yeah, so passive as in like assive. We sit on our assives (laughs) while while, uh, things happen. Passive. Feel like we're burying the lead here. Really chomping at the bit here, guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Chomping at the bit. So so the first thing that we do for passive engagement is uh, our social media. You can find us at Dice Populi on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Get Ryan and I keep an eye on those accounts. And the first thing that you can do just anytime is if you add us or uh, hashtag Dice Populi on Twitter or Instagram, we try to keep track of that. And we will allow you to submit your name for use as an npc in the show or just like any name not just your name any name if if you're, if you're not if you're not comfortable with using your name like you think your name is funny like i'm not saying your name is funny i'm just <laughs> saying that if you want to give us a name that's funny sounding that uh we <laughs> yeah, might use like if you want to give us a name like butts mcfreely we'll totally use it something random uh I guess I'm I submitting Butts McFreely beats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you if you don't specify a name or if we're unable to get in touch with you, we'll probably just use your handle as something in the show. But we've had a few. Uh, you've heard mostly in Blessings Eve, the holiday special. That's because we recorded Blessings Eve like three days before it came out. Um <laughs> You're going to start hearing a lot more pretty soon. We have a few episodes in the can, and we have some listener names there. So keep your ears peeled if you've been adding us on social media. But that's the first. If you give us uh, an at, we'll take your name from you because that's the kind of vampire we are. Um, when you guys want to talk about art? Um, yeah, I'll talk about art. Yeah, why don't you? Uh, we've actually- Ryan, don't do what I think you're going to do. Don't look up the Wikipedia definition of art. What? No, uh, that takes too much work. And this is passive as for passive. <laughs> That's, Which okay, means I no. don't do anything. So <laughs> we've actually been getting a decent amount of fan art. Uh, and anything you send with us, uh, we'll probably we will definitely share it on Twitter and Instagram, as well as uh, uh, kind of tag you in it. Make sure you're getting the recognition. Um, we, I guess uh, we make no. I guess we should probably say this too. We make no claim to what you produce. It's just we're going to share it. Um, as long as you're okay with us sharing it, feel free to send it our way. We're not taking ownership. Um, we may ask you uh, to use that artwork for like the cover image for an episode or 
um, like add it to our social media. I, for instance, am using a piece of artwork from, I believe, Tamara De La Clark. Um, Actually, the one you're using is from uh, from Lizzie. Oh yeah, uh, th- but I did use uh, art from uh, Tamara in uh, for one of, for the last above board that we did. She did a really nice pixel art. Oh yeah, the bell end. Sorry, that's my uh, bad. Rip Pre- the bell end. Pretend Captain Lizzie or at pretend cap liz on twitter she made a bunch of like pretty cool portraits of all the people involved and yeah. i'm currently using that as my twitter like picture so yeah if you yeah. want to send us art we'll definitely use it and we'll send it out uh, through our social media and we'd love to see what you guys uh, art even if you don't think it's particularly good art like heck send it to we, us we do we it do is, yeah it, it it's not just a vanity thing it's it, it i mean it's like a little so bit of a vanity no thing. shut up colin it's, there it's, is <laughs> No, what I'm saying is the vanity part is cool, but like it's also just we're obviously invested in the story of Dice Populi and there's no canon visual for any of this stuff. So I'm like legitimately interested to see what everyone's interpretations of these are. Like uh, we got some drawings of bait and I was like, that is not what I thought at all, but I love it. And so I don't know. It's we love all of it sincerely. Um, Matt, you want to talk about submissions? Okay. So in the same vein of submitting names and stuff, um, we also, you know, we know that there's other people out there who play D&D or they think of like uh, random items and stuff that they think would be really, really cool in, the, in real life that you can't really have because magic isn't real. Sorry, kids. Um, so what? Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Santa's real, though. Just so you know, just to clarify. Good, 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 good. Um so yeah, you can basically send us or like add us or hashtag us or whatever and send us like D&D items, adventure ideas, you know, maybe even character concepts. And, you know, you could send that on Twitter. You could even email us at dicepopuli at gmail.com. That's dicepopuli at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, order we, now. And I guess uh, we have a website, too, where you can do stuff. Um, dicepopuli.com. Which is pretty cool, I guess. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been there like five or six times. Uh, but, you know, Colin does a bang-up job maintaining that. But, yeah, send us your items, adventure ideas, concepts, uh, and more. Yeah. Uh, and it, basically, the, the the significance of the website here is there's a, a web form at the bottom of the page. So if you don't feel like opening your mail app and typing in an email, you can just go to dicepopuli.com. It's right there. Um uh, questions, Ryan. You wanna you wanted to, you wanted to talk about questions. I don't know, dude. Fine. Uh, no. <laughs> so as as this episode, as we talked about previously, uh, we are super into getting uh, you guys sending us feedback and questions. Um, so if you want, you can send us anything, and we'll probably group them together like we're doing right now on a fifth Wednesday bonus episode. Um, and you should submit those. I think we just to the dice populi at gmail.com and just use question that, in the subject line. I don't think yeah. we have a, like a, I don't think we have a website submittal for that one. Well, um, you can you use can s- the form if you put it in the subject, but like, yeah, the, the email is definitely the best way. Yeah. We don't, we don't want your ideas to get lost or questions. Cause honestly, we, yeah. we, we don't really know what's going on either. So yeah. just uh, <laughs> help, help this us is- help you and send it to the email. This episode should show you how slipshod the production really yeah. is. <laughs> There's no plan. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> another option, if you don't have an email or don't want to use your email, uh, you can send us, you can like add us on Twitter or Instagram. 
have your question on there and we will like at we have like a little bit of a running excel spreadsheet of like the questions and all the user feedback that we've had and we'll save that for the next bonus episode and then we will uh, answer your questions as best as we can sometimes there may not be good answers to your questions that's just the that just may be it though yeah and th- i mean that's our fault blame us for that yeah that's so us for being are... shitty people don't you guys have good <laughs> questions we're just bad people so those are the passive uh, passive rewards that is like the passive idea. for sitting on our asses while we check our phones so names, art, submissions, and questions, those you can do all the time. And now we have our active, which is the opposite of passive, uh, our active engagement rewards. Active rewards are a bit different. This is where we sort of set a goal uh, for our community to reach. It's like a Patreon, but without the money. So we basically say if you guys can reach Yeah, because we hate money. Money we, sucks. We in hate fact, money because we don't have enough of it yeah, and it in, makes us sad. In fact, we keep on losing money because <laughs> we hate it so much. <laughs> I've thrown three wallets out of my three-story window and they're never coming back. The uh, So the active rewards, there are three goals that we're setting here. And we've already announced two of them, but there's a new one. Um, so the first... Goal is Apple Podcast Reviews. I know that there are a lot of listening platforms where you can leave comments and reviews and things like that, but Apple Podcasts is sort of the most visible as well as the widest reaching. Um, And if you listen to other podcasts, you might know the if you get a lot of ratings or if you get a lot of ratings quickly, the algorithm does some work for you and and allows more people to find the show. So five-star reviews are a huge help. We've set a bit of a lofty goal for a show of our uh, modest size. And if we can reach 100 five-star reviews, uh, we will start to announce merchandise for the show. We will, like, post some stuff online and get an idea of what you're interested in and try to bring it to you as a thing you can get. Um, it's always very fun to think of your own ideas for hats and T-shirts and things like that. So it's, it'll, it'll be an inclusive process. But 100 Apple Podcast reviews, and we'll get some merch in your hands. Uh, yeah, now we don't sec- yeah these- we don't really know what kind of merch we want to do yet we'll uh we'll figure that yeah. out once we get I, there. I did we'll probably honestly I, have it get like a few options and then maybe we'll let you guys vote on it like that's that's what i'm interested in that's what i want to yeah, do yeah like maybe like shirts hats maybe even tote bags honestly. i did post a picture of a hat based on our last of the wednesday episode which was Dice Populi in the Pornhub logo format. Pornhub logo. (laughs) That's, as far as I know, that's off the table. Unless there's like a... From our listener, Tony Lyons, (laughs) who is a creative genius. (laughs) If, if, If there's enough of an uproar, maybe it'll happen. But right now, that's off the table. We'll find something more uh, totally appropriate. So Apple Podcast Reviews gets you Dice Populi dildos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely going to (laughs) sell. I wasn't ready for that. So the second active reward. Yeah, so we're 14 fucking years old, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) The second podcast reward is social media follows. So uh, obviously for stuff like adding uh, and hashtagging, we will take your names and your questions. We take everything from you. But um, the follows are much easier to track because we can just see how many followers we have. And a while ago, we set a goal saying that if we could gain like a net 50 followers on Twitter and Instagram, then we would release the soundtrack for Dicey Waters, um, volume one, basically, episodes zero through four. 
and you guys delivered. It, we've gotten way more than a 50 between the two of them. Thank you. So, so you as have, of right now, we have 92 followers on Instagram, and I'm going to check I'm gonna check Twitter right this second. I think it lasts, we were at like 102, account. 103. I think it was 107. No, we are higher than that, friends. We are at we were at 110 briefly. Now we're down to 109. So screw whoever just left us. <laughs> Kim Kardashian, <laughs> we're coming for you. So, yeah, so. Uh, so basically, you guys delivered, and this is the first example of an active reward paying off. I am hard at work prepping the music from episodes zero through four as a soundtrack. We're going to put that on Apple Music, Spotify, and probably Bandcamp because I know that like. Uh, for people who subscribe to Apple Music and Spotify, I want them to be able to get it conveniently. But for those of you who aren't paying for music subscription services, I don't want money to be a gate for that. Yeah. So I'm going to work on that. That means the music from the intro episode, so all the different character themes, uh, the theme song, the introductory music, uh, and then the music from Escape from Farpoint and the first above board. So there's going to be five episodes of music, and it's a decent amount. Uh, I'm still working on how I'm going to format it, but that is going to come at you uh, in the future, I guess, stay tuned on social media for updates on that. But you did it. So the yeah. next goal. Thank you. Is Don't forget if to we say can, thank you, Colin. Uh, yes, thank you. Absolutely. Thank I'm you. I'm an ungrateful horse master. Thank you for giving Colin more work. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't say thank you. <laughs> <gasps> um, it's uh, So the next goal for this, for social media follows, is going to be a little bit loftier. We are going to ask if we can reach 200 followers on both Twitter oh, and 250 Instagram. 250 according to the outline I'm looking oh, at. Oh, 250. My apologies. My apologizes. Uh, if we can reach 250 followers on both uh, Twitter and Instagram, then we are going to unlock, uh, I guess, Dicey Waters Soundtrack Volume 2, which will be It Came in the Night and Below Decks. There was a lot of music in It Came in the Night, and honestly, that's my favorite stuff I've written so far. Uh, I'm, I, I'm pretty hyped to put that out. It's just going to take a lot of work. So keep up the good work. Social media follows you get more music. The last new yeah. goal that we're the the last active goal and the only new one we're announcing is listener count. New listener count. So by tracking how many people listen to the first three episodes of the show, so like zero, one, and two, uh, if we can keep at least twenty five new listeners for all three of those episodes for like a couple weeks, we're gonna say four weeks. If we can keep all those listeners then we are going to uh, release the PDFs of the games. So we already have a PDF out of Escape from Farpoint that you can play, and we are going to release one for It Came in the Night, a full Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition compatible adventure, uh, recapping It Came in the Night as it was intended, as the Lord Ryan Mossbarger <laughs> yep. intended. So yeah, so make me do more work in my wedding season, friends. If you want to see me <laughs> suffer... Uh, Tell your friends about this podcast and make me do yes. more work and explain to my fiance why I'm busy tapping, tip, tap, <laughs> tip, tap, tapping on a computer. <laughs> so so uh, I'm not getting married, so maybe stick to follows right now so I can do the music. Um, the so that's it. so the active engagement rewards Apple Podcast reviews. If we get a hundred of those, we'll talk merch. Social media follows. If we get two fifty on both accounts, uh, we'll give you some more music. And new listeners, if we can keep basically 100 new listeners for a month straight, uh, then we are going to uh, put out some adventures that you can download and play for free. 
And then the passive rewards are obviously names by adding us. You can send us art, uh, submissions, and questions. Yeah. All that's going to be on the website. I'm going to update DicePopuli.com to have that in a very succinct spot, very succinctly said in a clean spot. So if you ever want to know about this and don't want to listen to us ramble again, go to DicePopuli.com. We'll have it all right there. It feels like we really got something, uh, something special here, folks. And we really, uh, we really appreciate everything, all the art, all the memes, all the, all the fun stuff. It's, it's been a blast so far. It, it really has. And we just want to be able to do more of it. And we're grateful that there are folks that want to do it too. So we're just going to keep that ball rolling. Uh, on that note, let's talk fans. Let's talk fan shout outs. Now, we have let's had literally shout, shout at some fans like get let's, over let's here yell at them get over here scorpion style we're going at it so i want to shout out a couple different fans uh just based on the people that have really been going uh going above and beyond to try to support this show so uh the first in this list is uh i, I want to shout out uh tamara de la clark uh, she regularly has been submitting fan art, uh, and she, like I said, we used her pixel art of the Bellend for Chapter 11, Below Decks. Um, Laura actually chose Tamara's name out of a list for uh, for her character in Blessing's Eve. That was not me. That was Laura going through a list and picking that. She also submitted some custom items. So, Tamara, you have been doing a bang-up job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Keep it rolling. If anyone wants to see her stuff, she is at Tamara2497 on twitter yeah she's a great artist her pixel art i've really enjoyed all of her pixel art that she did it was really good she also made a few animatics i tried to put those on instagram but it didn't really work i guess you can't put gifs on instagram but she's really nice she comments on a lot of our stuff and she is she's really cool i really like her i've been interacting with her a lot on twitter ryan do you want to read the next one uh, yeah, the source of my current Twitter tag, or not my Twitter tag, my Twitter photo, is Pretend Captain Lizzie, uh, which is also at Pretend Cap Liz. On Instagram, she is Lizzie Arrow, L I Z Z I A R R O W. Um, and she's done all of the portraits for all of our characters. She's been here pretty much since the beginning. I think the first couple of episodes, her and Tamara. And I think yeah. they've also, they've actually maybe have a slight friendship now because they've been like uh, helping each other out. I think they both worked on some. They both item, uh, made some items. Yeah. yeah subs- uh, submissions, not subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she, she both are really talented art- artists. Uh, Pretend Captain Lizzie's really good artist. Like I said, I'm using her, uh, the, the picture she made for Cult as my Twitter account. It is amazing. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I saw that she had made one for me, I was like, it was probably one of the coolest moments of my adult life, which is saying something <laughs> like, it, like I, I've been trying to do D&D stuff for so long and to see somebody like, like what we do enough to do some art for it was just like really heartening. Um, and I really appreciate it. Great artist. Yeah. She makes really good art, both her and Tamara. Yeah. So I would follow she, them. Uh, yeah, Pretend Caps and Lizzie, she also just sent us her uh, her incredible like three-form portrait of Edmund, Josh's character. Yeah. Edmund and Josh is, is so good. And and Josh is like maybe the most relaxed of all of us. Like in our group chats, he just kind of lays back in the cut. And when we posted that, he was like, oh, my God. He's like, I'm going to show it to all my he friends. It was like his baby. So hard. It was it yeah. was very nice. You guys, you got you got a you got a reaction out of the big out of the big lovable, du- uh, the big lovable dude. <laughs> You're going to say doofus. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> no, whoa. He, he, just the quiet guy. <laughs> it's kind of rude, Colin. He's not even 
here. Uh, so it's wonderful. Um, another fan. You doofus. See, I can say that because you're here. That is <laughs> another fan uh, that has. Uh, that I, I've actually been chatting with uh, personally. We have a mutual friend, but basically, uh, Rachel. You can find her on Instagram at Rachel Sanrelus. S A N R E L U S. Uh, she, um, after the Blessings Eve episode, she wrote lyrics for Tamara's song, that little flute thing that happens at the end. She wrote some very cute lyrics summarizing the adventure. You can see that on our Instagram as well and on hers. Um, that was a really cool, that's the kind of fan art engagement I never really expected. That was, uh, I, I was always thinking so typically of visual art, but that was really fun. Um, and she's cooking up some other stuff too, so it's, it's nice to have somebody else be engaged. Um... For listener submissions, I want to shout these out because we I use them in Blessings Eve. Uh, we did use Tamara's name uh, for we changed the last name to Tamara Greenbottle because that was uh, Laura's character's name. Uh, Chester Winterbottom uh, was described as a law enforcer who is bad He's at his bad job, at his job. <laughs> by dun- by at Dungeonetics on Twitter, and I was so struggling to figure out what to do for Blessings Eve. And when I saw Chester Winterbottom, bad law enforcer, I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> I imagine Bad the mutton chops. It was it was just it it all it all came together. Um as far as items, we have uh, at Legati, uh, L-E-G-O-T-T-I on Twitter. Uh he's uh submitted the mind mallard. I feel a little bad that at the end of the adventure the items got dusted because Well, okay, no no the no. Mind mallard they were all so really sure. good. They were all don't really good. don't uh you know, don't don't write it into existence yet, Colin, or don't say I'm it. not saying that it is canonically impossible to see that item return. See, there we go. Uh, but but basically, I thought that it might get used in the adventure and it didn't, which is fine. But I so love the mind mallard uh, and the liar's chain was a joint by uh, Tamara and Lizzie, a joint collab there, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, unfortunately, we also didn't see the details on that, but uh, more to come. And then we've been getting some reviews on apple Podcasts and on podbean which is our hosting we've been getting some comments um i don't know if you guys have access to this or like want to shout anything out in particular but there was one one comment on podbean after blessings eve because we had the whole bit matt if you remember there was all the crates and like the cured meats and the bread and stuff and one person was like wait on podbean they said wait why did you not make a sandwich solid critique Solid critique. You know, like, it was by uh, Podbean user Ashley, and it was, wait, bread, meat, and cheese, and no one wants to make a sandwich? <laughs> what she should have added after that is, unsubscribe, deleting <laughs> off a <of> phone. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, uh, an oversight in our part, honestly. I personally feel, uh, you know, like we let you down, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Matt, the role player in that situation, has to bear all the responsibility. Oh, dude, you have no um, idea. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, but on Apple Podcasts, some of the reviews too. Um, we have one person saying uh, that they ration the episodes because of the love, they love the story and characters, but they hate waiting for episodes. And that's I don't I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't know if you guys do that with anything where you're like, I could binge it now, but I'm gonna wait. Do you guys do that with anything? No, I'm just a big piece of shit, and I just listen to all of them <laughs> <one> go. <laughs> I I'm do a binger more with, for sure. Yeah, I, I do it more with the food than I do with uh, anything else. I'm just like, oh, this looks good. I'll save it for later so I enjoy it later, you know? <laughs> I think I'll eat it now. Yeah, I'm definitely the eat it now type of guy. I have yeah. no impulse control yeah. whatsoever. 
but um, that that is another that's another means of engagement that we uh, super enjoy. Every time I get in, uh, I get to see a new review on the um, on the Apple Podcast app. It's just. I don't know. It's one of it's one of those many things that makes us happy. So those are some big shout outs. If you guys uh, keep engaging, we'll be sure to shout you out in a future future episode. Um, yeah, engage love- with us, live with us, love with us, and we will. We definitely take notice. We're definitely looking at everything. I check for comments daily. I check the uh, I usually check like the Apple Podcast stuff daily to see if there's been mm-hmm. more reviews. Um, I know Colin does the same. Like we're definitely yeah. there and watching. And yeah, so you're getting a real the, sense for our desperation. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you could paint it. You could paint it in a weird light. We're desperate for your attention. <laughs> I think that gets through most of the housekeeping stuff. Oh boy, um, now it's the wow. questions. Oh, We're gonna get into a little bit of an interview with Ryan and Matt. I think. Uh, Excuse me. Let me get my. Let me get my. Let me get my. Uh, let me get my stuff together. Okay, so so just as a recap, it came in the night, was an adventure dungeon mastered by Ryan. It was episodes, uh, well, chapters 6 through 10, where the folks went onto an island, there was a beast attacking, and when they tried to fight the beast, they accidentally killed a bunch of townspeople. They accidentally. Accidentally killed a bunch of townspeople, and in their exile, still managed to try to save the town from a terrible leader. That's what happened. Ryan, I think you had a question. Uh, Matt, I think you had a question for Ryan. Why don't you yeah, kick it off? So, uh, Ryan, as yes. uh, a player in your uh, campaign, uh, first, I'd like to personally apologize for uh, derailing it. Um, no, it's okay. And I, I think uh, I know. He said lying. I know uh, myself, Pat, and Josh are all really curious, as well as like uh, a couple other questions that we had. About our, we're really curious about what the hell was your campaign before uh, seventy people dropped. <laughs> like so, what? What was supposed to happen there? So the, <laughs> so the first kind of wrong turn is the uh, was the raffle. The raffle took a weird course, but it all it still got me to the same point that I wanted you to get to. I wanted you guys to have an initial encounter with the beast. And I wanted you guys to find out it was somewhat unbeatable the way that you currently were. So something that you guys really didn't find out because of all the things that were happening. So I use something called a Buddha or a Buddha or a Buddha. Uh, it's from the Tome of Foes, which is a cobalt press um, book. So I knew you guys probably wouldn't be able to like look it up or find it. And it was kind of interesting. It's like a hyena type of werewolf. It's got a bunch of interesting abilities. Werewolf. One of which is that it's werewolf. Um I say wolf weird, I guess. Uh, but it, it, it <laughs> That's has... how Luoxana says wolf's name in Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. So it's got uh, resistances to any... I believe it's got resistances to any attack that's not silvered. None of you guys had silvered weapons. Um, and then all of the little dogs that were around, they were jackalwares. And they also... I believe jackalwares either have resistance or immunity to weapon attacks that are not silver. So... The initial encounter that I had planned with all of this stuff, because the Jackalwares were a new thing that Bellerin had figured out, um, and he was going to test on you guys because you guys were like kind of higher tier adventurer. So it was supposed to be kind of an unwinnable encounter, um, and it and it you was. You don't say. And it was like <laughs> the so the Buddha the way it was, it flatlined Edmund in like in a single round after it was able to get its attacks off. And that's what it really was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like you guys are supposed to run away. That was going to lead to a skill challenge. 
and then that skill challenge when you got away um you guys kind of ended up finding my initial thought was that you would find the church because the church was like hallowed ground and you guys didn't know this but it was coated in silver paint which kept the beast away and then oh. you guys are supposed to find out a little information about the beast from uh master seawin or uh Father Seawin. Father yeah, Seawin, yeah. Somebody called him Master Seawin. Now it's stuck with yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and he was going to give you guys some information. And one of the things I wanted to do is that because uh, Buddha is like a really weird animal that I've never really seen you or beat monster used in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. at least I've 5e, never seen it. Uh, I was going to like every time you guys found out a major piece of information, everybody's going to make an arcana check. That kind of got thrown out the window pretty early because I didn't feel like it was important after a certain amount of time, especially when all the villagers died. Right. Um, but yeah, so you guys want to figure out more. And as you got more and more information about it, you would have found out that, oh, it has a weakness to silver. And then you would have to figure out how to silver your weapons. And then you'd have you'd have a significantly higher chance of defeating it than hmm. sand silver. Interesting. So I was going to let that, it was going to be free roam. So I had. I had stats for how much silver was in like the town itself and the stats for how much silver there was like Damn. in Allison Ricard's place. So depending on how you do it, you could either oh. deprive, you could have deprived the town of all of their silver. It was technically possible to silver all your weapons or you could have stolen it from Allison Ricard. And then uh, an NPC you guys did not meet at all, a Gritta Hammerheart, which is the proprietor of the Smithy. She died in what happened. Um, yep. She was the proprietor of the local smithy, the heavy hand. You guys never visited it until afterwards when you guys broke in. Yeah. Because, yeah, because then Pat as Locke did get a silver sword from that. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. Yeah, because that I, was yeah. sitting there. Okay. She, I, I put a silver sword in there because it was the only thing that was going to make the fight with Bellerin likely. It was your to last ditch out. hope to, like, please yeah. know that there's silver here. <laughs> so, so, this, so I'm sure that this is going to flow naturally, but, like, that's a great backstory on the monster. Uh, Zed Ployd on Twitter uh, is asking, what were the other plans for the town and the people of the town before they died? I figure that works now because you're talking about the area. Yeah, so you guys were supposed to, at some point, go to Gritta Hammerheart. She was a cool character that I had kind of installed, and there was like a dramatic scene as you guys entered. She was actively turning swords into nails for people to buy, and it was supposed to be kind of like a sign of how like degrading the town was going. Um, so you're supposed to meet with her. She's a really cool character, and her magical anvil would have allowed her to like silver your weapons at a much faster rate than normal. Oh, possible. interesting. Also, potentially, if you guys found enough materials, even make your weapons somewhat magical for a short duration. I had a bunch of things she could have done depending on, like, the resources that you were able to accumulate, depending on how much you stole or convinced villagers to go on your side. So it sounded like the plan was, like, very much technical. Like, it was a very mechanical game that you had laid out and then it became super social. Right. I even laid out what kind of traps, like potential traps. I didn't have anything hard and fast, but I laid out potential traps that you could set up for the beast, like for your final showdown, like depending mm-hmm. on like, I had some a small amount of resource management. I kind of got rid of all of that because it wasn't going to work for what we had. Like you guys turned the whole town against you. There wasn't possible. So the plans I had for the town beyond that were depending on how things, how you handled the first night and how you mm-hmm. handled certain other things. Some of the townsfolk might be against you. They might be for you. One of the main things that I had also planned is if you guys did not tell the Stone Lord that you were down with her plan and took the job, she was actually going to imprison you until nightfall and then drop you and out then, in the middle yeah. and let you ah. be, and let you guys be the first victim. So you guys would have had a much harder fight that way, but if you got away, you would have learned a lot more about the monster. And um, 
I had a couple different moving parts like Master, uh, not Master, Father Seawin. He had a couple things he was doing in the background that he could have helped you guys out as also. He's a spellcaster, so he could have mm-hmm. like buffed you guys up for a fight. Um, oh. Ram- Remo had a slightly different... Uh, he he could have helped out more. Which if you guys one? Which one was Remo? He was the sto- he was the current owner and proprietor of Randall's General and Specific Goods. Oh, my name is Remo. Oh, yeah, my name the guy. is Remo, <laughs> the General Store and Goods. I love that bit so much. So there was a couple of things you could have do. There was also I had a couple of guards that you could have like. There's about four or five guards you could have called to your side, like hard, mm-hmm. like either giving them money or like hard pressing them to work with you guys so there was a couple like hanging fruit like as you guys got more and more resources and people on your side the fight would get easier and easier Mm. Uh, but that's like a lot of things i had in the town so a lot of the objectives i had in the town were to make things easier for you so if you guys went that extra mile or you tried to do something it would get easier as you went interesting so we got another question uh from pretend cap and lizzie um were there any places that were never discovered tamara asked about um uh, both Tamara and her asked about NPCs. We already heard a bit about that, but what about places that never popped up? Um, so places that didn't pop up, uh, there were some places inside the Stone Lord's Via that you guys weren't able to see. They had a vault that you guys didn't check out. You really didn't have a chance to check out. Damn there it. was uh, the Stone Lord's <laughs> room itself that had some stuff in there. Um, a Dice there, Populi dildo? No. <laughs> there was also uh, just a couple random... DP. Like, you guys really didn't get to check out the... I mean, you guys saw the smithy, but, it like, nobody was there, and it was kind of dead. There wasn't anything left. But mm. I had some stuff going on in there. Um, you, you guys saw most everything. There was, like, yeah. one or two, like, cottages out in the wilds, like, basically on the moors of Stoneholm. But I kind of had those as, as like, an ancillary thing, although only if they asked to go out there and like hunt something yeah. down will I have those and it really didn't happen so gotcha. um another question uh from Lizzie did that guard npc that informed the party of the first survivors survive he seemed like an all right person no wesley's dead i believe oh. his name was wesley <laughs> Or no, was Wesley? He was the short one. I, that was like right at the front, right? With no, the, that, that, was, that was that was Toddley. I was oh, heartbroken right. because I was planning to use Toddley in a future episode, and he got eviscerated. <laughs> so. Oh, fuck that! Toddley was a little bitch. Yeah. Toddley, yeah, why was do you supposed, think I wanted to use him? <laughs> Toddley was supposed Is that to how you live. Play his call? But you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you mean bait? Uh, I see another question that we haven't answered yet. Was it planned for Dasan to leave your Royal Highness, your Royal Highness, the Stone Lord, Alison Ricard? And could we have learned more about the Stone Lord family? Uh, it was not the original plan. She was like a hardcore Stone Lord follower. Um, but just things went so twisted after that. And the madness of she was always meant to be like neutral evil at best. And I think with the the way that the town took such a quick south turn after so many people died, like all bets were off. She kind of lost, you know, she knew she was going to lose the town. There was no way to come back from this. And I think that just kind of broke uh, their mind a little bit, you know, have so many of your subjects just eliminated and off the board and it be directly connected to something you did. Like she technically hired the group that ended up killing everybody. So everybody was blaming her and it was just this huge mess. So, Mm. So um, we we have a couple questions from Pat, who is not uh, on this recording, <laughs> but he was in the game. And Matt, I imagine you may have some. Some opinions. of these are bad questions. Yeah, so I wouldn't say most listeners have bad questions, but I can say Pat has bad. Questions. <laughs> so no, actually, I think this question's pretty good, and and I imagine Matt might be on the same page here. 
theoretically, if the raffle had worked and we didn't murder everyone, would the townspeople have rioted after finding out that we were using them as bait and that nobody was getting on the ship? Yes. Okay. Cool. That's. I think we had our, We kind of had a bit of an understanding that yes, this is what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. No, of course like we never got to that immediately. Point, you know, as you guys well, yeah. like, I rolled the die at some point to be like, all right, it's nighttime. You guys are like tugging on them a little bit to like you, you're kind of pushing the expectations of what I would expect a normal person to be able to bear. And I rolled and I rolled really high and I was like, if I roll low, they're gonna like start leaving in droves. And I didn't roll like a natural 20 I think I rolled like a 15 so I had like a few people are starting to go and that's when you guys oh no 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 yep, then you start shoving people inside of the building and I was like <laughs> all right well if whatever happens at the end of this as you guys are getting murdered they're gonna like start trying to get out of here once <laughs> yeah. they see the tide turn yeah and then the tide never really turned and then a bunch of them died yeah. <laughs> so, so I actually have a question for Matt then okay Matt you because you were aware of the ramifications of lying to this entire town and corralling them in the church. What was your thought on like the risk reward of that? Like what, what, what did you balance to make that decision? So, I mean, at that point, the only thing that we really knew about the beast was that it was attracted to the villagers. So Mm -hmm. instead of having everyone spread out all over town, it just kind of makes sense to have everyone in one place. So the beast would come to that spot and then we would, you know, in theory, kick its uh, yeah. furry ass. So, um, okay, so so like that. That is just so the fact that you're saving them is more important than the fact that you would be pissing right, them off. Right, exactly. Okay. And you know, and if we if somehow we did defeat the beast then and there, then um, you know, it's it it'd be a win win. See, that was the issue. Okay, you cool. expected a fair fight. It was not a fair fight. <laughs> yeah. And now you we guys, know. Yeah, you guys got pretty lucky with your rolls and your attacks. Oh um, no, 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 but, Ryan. None of us hit our attacks, like on the actual. Uh, yeah, on the main I think that's what I mean. Right. On, you guys got lucky on the jackal wears. Yes. So the jackal yes. wears oh. were supposed to. So I I was rolling really no you guys were rolling really well on the save. So and I think one uh, Edmund was an elf, so he can't be put to sleep. But they have a special ability where they can keep on cat. Well, each one of them individually can cast on you sleep, and you just fall asleep, and then they can oh. like get up on you and like fuck you up. And for whatever reason, every time I was trying to do it, you guys were rolling really high. The DC's like twelve, so <laughs> that it's not is so like, frustrating as a DM. Like, so just, I was just like one okay. bad roll. And then I planned it when we were because I started planning this back when really before we had concrete uh, made all of our character decisions. Right, right. So I didn't also didn't know what level necessarily we'd be doing. So I figured, oh, like without any magic, like without a lot of magic, you guys would be fucked. And for whatever reason, you guys were just pumping out spells instead of doing physical attacks. <laughs> so you were doing a lot more damage to them. And I was like, still fine. Uh, I thought I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Like if you guys kind of like win this encounter, the the beast is still going to like do his thing and kill a, a NPC or a village or whatever. And then it'll be like a learning experience. Mm-hmm. You guys be able to invest, investigate the corpses. You'll learn a little something about the beast. And then we did. Because it also used some special abilities and then just things fell apart. Yeah. So. Yeah. so another so question have, from uh, uh, from yeah. Pat. Also, on a scale of <laughs> one to ten, how genius was my plan to disguise Fuck Locke him. as an actual dragon? T.Y. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing he's ever come up with and probably the dumbest thing I've ever encountered in a game. He's like, oh, I want to make some wings out of some trash. And I was like... Fine, roll it. And he rolled well. And I was so pissed. I was so pissed. It was the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. I want to dwell on that one. Uh, This is a question from Tamara. Yeah, go for Uh, it. 
How does Cult know Stoneholm, and will the island be democratically run now? And most importantly, what was the dude smoking? So I'll answer, What was? Uh, what, how does Cult know Stoneholm? So in the Badlands, I have it laid out. I actually have a pretty sprawling document with like the history and all the other stuff of just the Badlands in general and Stoneholm. So Stoneholm is like one of only three places in the Badlands that functions on like a normal scale of governance and commerce. Mm-hmm. So Stoneholm, like uh, wool and a couple other things uh, are actually exported out of the Badlands via uh, the Mage Lord's uh, trading ships. So they're actually like a really famous place in the Badlands known for like stability and the rule of law. So if you need, if you want to know for sure that you can like get a fair price to like fix your ship or a fair price for like some loot that you found, you would go there. And it's like known to be pretty devoid of crime mm-hmm. because of how stable and how, how have a, such a, they have such a large <clears throat> quotient of their population as like guards and people yeah. of law. Um, so it's kind of a famous place in the Badlands. Um, will the island be run democratically now? Um, it's a good question. Probably not. Uh, it's possible. I didn't really want to decide at that moment yeah. whether like it held together or fell apart. Um, if it comes back to Stoneholm, I'll probably figure that yeah. out. But I wanted to keep it open. So if you were to th- yeah. if you were to decide now, though, what what would you think based on what characters we left there? and the state mm-hmm. of all things what would you think now oh, i want to say a- for listeners whatever ryan says this is not necessarily <laughs> canon we may change this in the future but i'm actually very interested to hear this as uh, well. without rolling a die and thinking about it i would probably say it still fell apart yeah, everybody's gonna leave guess. once yeah. they're gonna like i mean i think the city as it was known to you guys would have fallen apart there would probably just because they are known to be such a powerful uh port like even for the bad, it's a small place, but even for the Badlands and for their exports, they would probably something would keep together. The empire would take over at some point, probably pretty quickly after that, just from an economic perspective. Um, but yeah, it would not be democratically run. I don't feel like uh, unless Dasan like took a real strong democratic leaning, which I'm not 100. percent I haven't rolled anything or I haven't yeah. thought about it. So well, now and most then, importantly, what was Remo smoking in Randall's <laughs> general and specific goods? Obviously, he was smoking a uh, lavender scented halfling pipe weed. Um, <laughs> A la so the dude Lord fan. of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm deep in, uh, there were some Tolkien books that came out over the last decade and I'm finally reading into those and now I'm watching Fellowship of the Ring again and it's just, uh, I've got good feels there. Sorry, not related. <laughs> I'm just, mm, I love it. I love it so much. So there's another question by uh, at Lion's Den Photo. Yeah, so Lion's this, Den Photo. So these ones I'm actually interested in. Are there any other living Ricards? Well, there, technically, currently, there is only one living Ricard, and that is Her Noble Highness, the <laughs> Stone Lord Allison Ricard. Uh, Bellerin was killed, her parents are dead, and uh, Allison made sure that there was no other pretenders to the throne. Yeah. So, Lion, uh, Lion's Den Photo on Twitter also submitted another question. What made Bellerin such a bad Stone Lord? I feel like I don't even have the context to try to answer this question. What do you... What do you think happened there? Why was he ousted? Well, actually, he wasn't. He wasn't really a bad stone lord. I mean, I thought it was more of a, sto- it was because Allison just wanted the throne yeah. for herself, and that uh, mm-hmm. you know, getting betrayed and, by his sister, and and even yeah. in that context, like most stone lords, I had leaning towards neutral evil or lawful evil, mm-hmm. um, just because <clears throat> I think monarchic government, given enough time and enough power, always kind of leans towards that. It becomes very much 
what can you do for us as opposed to what we as rulers can do for you, the people? I really, I really so I wish had you them, said something about the top 1% only looking out for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a very Bernie Sanders perspective, I suppose, on uh, on, mon- on like monarchies and like high government. So I always, You, a millennial college yeah. educated white man? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, so yeah, I always assumed Bellerin probably wasn't the most evil, but as you can see from what he became, he was not opposed to delving deeper into darkness by far. Um, yeah. And then I think everybody probably would have known that he was not a good guy. So I had Bellerin taken out while he was still a relatively young man, like in his 18, 19 year old range. Um, so his, his parents were still alive. His parents, you know, I kind of may or may not have known that he was a bad stone lord also, but he had the rightful right of succession. So he was going yeah. to be the stone lord regardless. All right. That actually, that gets through all the questions we had for It Came in the Night. Honestly, not as different as I was expecting. Um, it still seems like broad strokes were there. Just I'm a, I'm a little bummed the mechanics didn't happen. Uh, I mean, pe- so like if we want to get into the things. So there was a actually. So going back to some of these other questions, there was uh, I was viewing this from a uh, before things got fucked standpoint. Mm-hmm. So after things got fucked standpoint, I rewrote oh, right. the second half of this adventure completely. <laughs> so there was a lot of things that they actually missed because they avoided. Yeah. There was a death so cult, wasn't the f- there? There was a, d- I've mentioned it several times. What? I I thought about what was going to happen. Like, cause there was w- uh. men, women, children, entire families were there together. What would happen if 70 random strangers or not 70 random townsfolk just died? On top of the people that already died. And I thought, well, the first thing they're going to have to do if they, whatever religion that they may have, because I had kind of disparity of religions, they're going to want to like take care of the bodies. And then like, that would be kind of crazy. A mass burning grave, that would probably drive a lot of people crazy. Um, And the emotions of that. So out of that was born a small death cult of about 20 to 30 followers (laughs) that were like burning their family members and they were led oh. by I believe a half elven woman I think it was either elven or half elven um her name was Theron Faudel and she was going to be a cleric of some amount of power basically through her grief she was given power and if you guys encountered them she was going to force you to murder all of them because what? they wanted to they believed what? And like they're kind of his in this kind of like group think kind of like horrific kind of thing that was happening to them. They thought that somehow or another, um, and also from what they saw, because if you read the spell that would happen to Maeve, she gets healed by it. So in my mind, she sucked the life force out of these people. Right, right. They believe that their loved one's souls were somehow stored in Maeve. So they wanted to get murdered oh by Maeve so they could then join their loved ones. Oh my god. So they were going to Christ. force they were going to force you through threat of killing what? you to kill them. I thought Father Seawin being like crucified on the door was fucked up. Jesus. Yeah. That's so it was cool, gonna get though. dark. But yeah, yeah, you guys missed out on that. Um there was some stuff in town going I'm on so that you guys kinda were able to sidetrack. So there was out on that. <laughs> yeah, it like, was going to be getting really dark. You guys could have also interacted with the shipbuilding. Like, they were making rafts trying to get the fuck out of there. There was more yeah. you could have interacted yeah, with Yeah, you that, just kind of blew past there. that. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I was just trying to kind of rush things. Not necessarily rush things along, but I didn't want to dwell too much yeah. on some of these other random things. Yeah. Um, well, so, we, were, yeah. we were pretty caught up on, like, we, we were pretty much clueless, right? So that's why we were like, all right, yeah. clearly cult, wink, wink, Ryan has all the answers. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, that, I think well, that that's was that's my, actually that was my one last there. question. Uh, one last question that I think tomorrow threw out there was, um, what would Colt have done if he had been there? Oh fuck. Um, <laughs> it's hard to say because I never really thought Colt could handle this adventure. Um, <laughs> uh, so Colt would have probably tried to once once he would have tr- maybe kept sane for a little while but the second things went haywire and he thought there was a possibility that the townsfolk would come back at them he was going to just like burn the whole village down and especially oh, just what a surprise and in his mind though erasing the village would erase Maeve's incident and therefore protect her so he has like so, an issue with object permanence well not even that it's just like if there's no evidence of Maeve doing something then it didn't happen like she close your eyes it. nobody died <laughs> Kind of, I mean, that is that is the cold kind of logic that cult lives by. If there are no witnesses, the crime doesn't didn't happen. All right. On that note, let's pivot to something a little more uplifting. Uh, Tamara did submit a few questions about uh, Blessings Eve, uh, the holiday special one shot. I just want to blow through those. So I think from tomorrow, will you do more holiday specials at one point? Um, I, I think, yeah. Yeah, right? I think the answer is definitely Assuming yes. Assuming there's more holidays in the world besides blessings eve <laughs> yeah um, so maybe. i mean and and we'll we'll talk about this too is like dicey waters has it's not canon yet yeah dicey waters has an end in mind like dicey waters is not gonna run until we get sick of it like we're we're planning it out so eventually there might be other games so th- there might be an evergreen quality to holiday specials at that time in the year but if we get struck with something yeah why not we had the time i had a vacation so we threw it together and we did it um, I was very lucky Cult wasn't there to murder everyone in Feldrum. True. So uh, it ended up being sort of an uplifting thing, which was nice. You, just, it you needed you needed some turtles and he would have been fine. <laughs> all right, my turn. <laughs> a, well, where did all yes. the magical items go after the ritual? So that I don't think I can answer just yet, partly because I don't want to lock myself into something that oh, will change. Damn, I miss fun, Colin. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> well here's the thing. Serafina... So the, the way that this whole game works is everyone is writing their own stories and Ryan did a lot of work building out the world, but like I'm kind of, I, I'm pulling the strings on the larger story. So Serafina's power is important. It's related to a lot of things and more or less she took them, but I, I really can't go much further than that. All right. In our time of greatest need, the mind mallard. <laughs> the mind mallard will return. <laughs> uh, so I'll read the next one. It's uh, I think we will we meet Tamara ever again, uh, ever uh, again, and uh, will she ever get off the island? Slash will uh, will you do more guest surprises like this in the future? Um, whether we meet Tamara again depends on if we ever bring Laura back. Um, yeah, it depends on how Laura's availability. I yeah, suppose. Laura. I do another show with Laura, um, so her availability is pretty crazy. Uh, so as far as ever, she if she ever gets off the island, honestly, I don't feel comfortable answering that. Uh, the character I, I got lucky because when I was planning Blessings Eve, I was like, "Hey, Laura, this is my idea for a story, but it hinges around your character. What do you think of this?" And she says, "I literally have a character just like that rolled already." So That's worked great. out great. Uh, but I am not making decisions for her. I imagine she wants to now that she's, you know, a healthy boy. Played a little but, bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as far as guest surprises, if we can, it's, it was super fun to, to change it up. And, like, yeah. we can rotate out in the future. Like, Josh and Ryan weren't yeah. available. If, uh, so we did something different. Yeah, logistically speaking. I'd love to have some we'll, guests uh, on the pod. If it works logistically, we might, it might be something we consider. Yeah. 
All right. So let's see. What's the next question? You want to take the next one, Matt? Uh, Which one? Oh, yeah. Has the magic the of the is... islands in the Badlands something to do with the wishing stuff? <laughs> okay. Not right. really. Spoilers. I don't think. No, no, no. I don't think it's spoilers. I'm, I'm trying to. I haven't really put it into words before. Um, the the. I don't think the islands themselves have a tremendous amount of magic inherently. Uh, Ryan built out a whole pantheon, and even though we're only seeing a little bit of it, like Serafina and Kellish and and things like that, um, I, I think that it's it's the pantheon of gods that are sort of navigating all this. But the tear. Uh, that separates the Badlands from the mainlands, like that definitely plays a role in it. The islands themselves, I don't think so. I think it's the forces at play within them. True. Some of them have some like magic-y stuff and there is like mm-hmm. magic inherent to what is causing the Badlands yes. to be separated. Right. But and there's even some yeah. islands that I know have like their own innate uh, magical stuff going on as well. Yeah. 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 But it's it's not like the Badlands have an, uh, have a permeating force. It's very much case by case. The whole reason we're doing islands like this is so that like when Matt wants to do his story, he can just pick a spot and do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's meant to be open and flexible like that. Uh, there's one last question that I think all three of us are going to answer. It's yes. from Dimension Door Podcast at Dimension Pod on Twitter. What was the main inspiration for doing your podcast? Oh, and how did you decide to go with a rotating dm model for the story i'm interested to hear your uh your guys perspectives on it uh first ryan you first i'll let matt go for- oh me first oh Ooh. Uh, so mine my, my main inspiration for doing a podcast i love dungeons and dragons and i love being able to force people to play with me <laughs> um <laughs> well that sounds awful but i play in a lot of games uh like it's at my highest point in 2019 i had something like five games going jesus dude. um and it's just one of those things. I just like collect people and I m- not necessarily make them play, but I convince them to play. <laughs> and I have a lot of fun DMing. I have a lot of fun playing in games. And one of the hardest parts of having that many games going is scheduling things. Um, and Which is totally not that an there issue was, like, we have at all with yeah, our podcast. Yeah, we definitely don't have that issue. <laughs> but I knew if there was like something like legitimate that I was doing, especially if like, oh, we have a podcast. We have to record yeah. something this week. I knew I'd be able to play more. Um, and I love playing Dungeons and Dragons so much. Like I would, I would do like ten podcasts if my yeah. fiance making let it me. a responsibility would, ensures yeah. that it will happen. Right. She, I mean, my my fiance would probably like murder me in the street if I had more than what I have now. But, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I would. I, I just, I just love it so much, and I wanted to kind of. There's just that moment of like I would really like. There's I don't maybe it's a self conscious or maybe kind of a. Uh, what's the word for it like a insecurity where you just want people to think you're also good mm-hmm. at something that you like yeah. and th- yep. i can't really draw i can't do art the closest thing i can do that's kind of this is writing and and dungeons and dragons and to find out that like i wanted to know if people liked it as much as i liked it the way i did it and i guess we have some amount of success so it's it's real like big yeah, boost to me personally you're doing good so. ryan we we did enjoy you uh you are loved you are supported this is a safe space oh well, when you put it like that, then it just sounds like an intervention or something like that. I mean, I mean it, it kind that. of is. He made a death cult that wanted. There's, there's a lot going on in fair there. Fair point. So that's a very fair. So point. Matt, what about you? How would you respond to this question about the podcast and the rotating so, dungeon masters? Prior to, um, you know, joining up in this podcast, I'd only played in one D and D campaign, which, uh, funnily enough, ended on uh, the night of the 2016 presidential election. Um, 
<laughs> That's a story for another time. But what a coincidence. Well, yeah, you know, story for another time. Yeah. But then, you know, it was something that I had a lot of fun with, you know, just like the camaraderie, uh, you know, the jokes, just like the general fucking around. Um, so then, you know, eventually it was, it was, well, it was something that I really, really wanted to get back into. So then, uh, you know, here comes Colin like, Oh, hurry, hurry. I have a podcast idea. Her, um, pretty much exactly like that. And was like, I wish we could put a caption at the bottom that says like dramatization. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Limitations of podcasts, I suppose. But yeah, but you know, he, <laughs> you know, it was, it was for me, it was a really good opportunity to get back into something that, uh, I enjoyed. Um, and you know, regarding DMing, I really haven't done too much of it in the past before outside of, you know, just like small one shots, what have you. So this is going to be like the first, uh, Ooh, real campaign that, yeah. that yeah. uh, you know, time to fuck with Matt. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> you have no idea. You have no yeah, idea well, what I've been pe- <laughs> Yeah. Peek behind the curtain. Um, I don't know all the details of everyone's game, but I help everyone plan their campaigns really just so that logistically nobody's like doing the same thing or no one does something that will fuck up someone else's game. Yeah. And so like I've gotten to see the outlines of everyone's games ahead of time. I'm so pumped to see Matt run it, run his game. All I'm going to say, Josh's, all I'm going to say is but, yeah. uh, Ryan, I challenge cult to burn everything. <laughs> and that's all i'm saying oh i hadn't even thought of okay that'll be very fun um so i'll take a stab I at the peaked my interest <laughs> I'll, I'll take a stab i'll take a stab at the question um i more or less originated the idea in the credits i credit my uh myself ryan and josh as co-creators basically i started listening to podcasts when i started getting migraines because i needed something to do when i couldn't look at anything and I was like, oh, Adventure Zone. And I just blew through a bunch of it because I was laying there with my eyes closed for hours. And I came up with this idea of a rotating, like a rotating setting, rotating system back before the balance arc ended. And then when they started doing rotating games, I was like, ah, fuck. And then, okay, how do you one up that? And then I was like, what if we actually switch DMs like as a matter of course? So what you're saying is this whole to- podcast is us one upping the Adventure Zone. It was more or less trying to do something different. It was it was me looking at it and saying like, what is what is more interesting than this conceptually? And I brought it to to Ryan and Josh, and I basically talked to them separately, and then I pitched it to the group mm-hmm. based on who was interested and available. Um, originally, I the concept I pitched was like everybody does a one shot and then we change systems it was going to be like a space hopping we're in like a yeah. tardis style ship and like hey it's dungeons and dragons this one shot starfinder the next and it just like yeah. we everyone yeah, was like colin tamper it bring it back down, in i think because bring it back i think it's just going to be too much work for everybody to, yes. to learn the system yes. Yes. like yes. every month because we all have mm-hmm. we all have jobs we all have like personal mm-hmm. plus pats in phoenix so, while west throughout the rest of us are on yeah. the east coast Tucson. and we're all kind of like spread out a Tucson, little bit so phoenix. So it's it's very mm-hmm. difficult to I th- yeah I mean we're definitely probably going in the future we're probably going to maybe try and do more like differentiated like yeah but, systems, but we're not but, gonna we're not the, gonna leave the the dicey waters story hanging out to dry before we change yeah. like we're gonna yeah, wrap yeah, it up exactly. we are going to mm-hmm. give our characters 
and ourselves like the uh, the time that it mm-hmm. deserves because because once per- I brought we're it gonna to give the... ourselves the perfect happy ending once gross once yeah once I brought it to the guys they very were like we settled on the idea of islands it was called Operation Boat but we all agreed yeah. very early on like this is about coming up with a cool story and I think. I think we're making a cool story. I yeah, I, cool I think story. it's there because even the episodes I'm not in, I love to listen to. So the only thing that I was a little burnt out about by when we were discussing it is I super hard wanted a spell jammer campaign. <laughs> yes, you were is, pushing for it so hard. Which is the wildest. Like if you go back to Dungeons and Dragons, like second edition and like the 80s and early 90s, it was the wildest fucking thing Dungeons and Dragons ever put out. It's like, oh, what if all of the different universes that we have exist, but there's also spaceships and one of those spaceships is a giant fucking manta ray that has a city on its back and like it's it's fumes are addictive and you never want to leave it so i have i i so a little insight into me i collect and uh do various things with a lot of older dungeons and dragons stuff so i have just about every single spell jammer component so I was like frothing at the mouth talking about, I was like, we should do it now. And much like because when like, I pitched the rotating systems, we were like, okay, Ryan, bring it back in. All right, come on. We're doing boats. Yep. Yep. Um, it yeah, could be that- a boat, but it can be in space, guys. <laughs> so, uh, so like that's- literally. <laughs> Cult goes to the moon. So we're going to, p- let's pivot into the last bit here. Let's let's talk about the future of the show. We just have a, a, a couple things to touch on very quickly. Um, so thank you for everyone who submitted questions. Again, you can do that through email or if we uh, solicit it on Twitter or Instagram, like just add us or comment and we take it down. It, that was honestly, I really like doing that. That was a good time, uh, especially with the 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 fertile ground of Ryan's failed plans. Well, you know, dead bodies um, make for good soil. There you go. There you look ever the optimist. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So future plans first, uh, we're in the middle of recording trouble in paradise. Um, I think we're more than halfway through the recording. It is going to run. We don't really know. We don't know for sure. I chatted with Josh a bit about it, but, um, we don't have a specific lock on how that's going to wrap up, but it is going to run longer in terms of episode count. It's going to have more episodes than it came in the night. However, that is partly because uh, the episodes are are going to be a little bit shorter going forward. Not that much shorter, but basically when it came in the night, like I said, I wasn't there. I just said, we just said, Ryan, go do a thing. <laughs> uh, and it, it was, ask, ask Matt, it was pretty hard to edit because we didn't know where the episodes had to start and begin. We just had like three hour sessions with no points in them so we just kind of had to chop it up with trouble in paradise we are checking the time a lot more closely which i think is a very good idea it's making it easier to record and edit uh the result is episodes are going to be closer to an hour we're probably not going to have a lot of 90 minute episodes or blessings eve which was almost two hours jesus um so that is going to be the thing so it might be about the same length as it came in the night but the proportions will be different um, fan submissions. Uh, we're going to try to include those more in the future. I hinted at this earlier. Uh, Blessings Eve had a lot of stuff in it from fans because of when we recorded it. Trouble in Paradise, we started recording it before we had compiled the list of user submissions. So um, you're going to start to see that stuff soon, and it's going to be a lot more regular. So we're also going to be looking for more submissions to sort of fill out the world. I think Matt's is open season for what we can include. Uh, pair his discretion. Absolutely. 
um, breakaways in the middle of the episode, the little sections where we uh, typically, the Dungeon Master, will interject with some updates. We're going to try to do those as needed. We haven't done them in a little bit. Uh, I want to lean on fifth Wednesday episodes like this for the big updates. Uh, we got some feedback early on that they disrupt the flow, and I agree. If we don't need them, we're not going to do them. Only if it's really necessary will we be putting that in there. Uh, if you if you do want to stay up on stuff, social media. Check the show notes of each episode in your podcast feed. Uh, and check DicePopuli.com. We'll always try to st- keep current with you, but that's probably not the way we're going to do it if we can avoid it. Um, so uh, n- Trouble in Paradise, mm-hmm. uh, Josh's adventure, will be followed by... Uh, my adventure. We're not going to give you two. Do you have a name? Details. Do you have a name? No, I'm not. I'm not telling you the name. <laughs> Slippery when wet. <laughs> uh, well, I love Allegiant that name, so I'm going to rewrite my campaign just so I can use that name. Um, but you know, we're all. Uh, I know I'm super excited for what is in store for these yeah. users. Yeah, no, it's going to be very fun. And then sort of picking up on that last bit in the question and answer section there, uh, like I said, we are planning the end of Dicey Waters. It's not going to be for a while. I'd say we're like maybe halfway through the campaign, a a little less. Exactly. I guess maybe a little less. I wouldn't even say that. Because then that gives us like the the frame, you know, we're going to let the story play out. If you're thinking of Dungeon Well, Masters, we already know the adventure. Yeah, the adventures yeah. are going to be after Josh. It's you, then Pat, and then back to me. I don't want to end. <laughs> for a wrap up that this could all change. Um, this is the this is the plan as it is now. Um, but if we have bigger, better ideas, we're going to do that sort of stuff. Um, as far as uh, after Dicey Waters probably not going to use D&D right away. It might not be fantasy. These are conversations that we're having, and we'll probably include yeah. you in those well. But all that stuff is super early days. We are still working very hard on building Dicey Waters into the best thing it can yeah. be. So, like, depending on timing, there may be some one-shots in between. There might be some, like, test episodes, yeah. like, depending on how things work. So it's it's very fluid that far out. We don't yeah. have, like, any solid time. But that's also a very, we don't know very the... far ways out, though. Yes, yeah, yeah like, like we're, we're months, many, many months out before who knows, any of this like, becomes even closer Maybe reality. even next year. When we get to Pat's campaign, maybe it's so enrapturing, we just decide that Pat, the, the paragon of seriousness <laughs> and and story, the, 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 the dress-up dragon himself, he's going to just run the next four years of our are adventures. You, are you, are never you saying know that Locke happen, puts guys. the dragon dragon? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself that out. That was so good. I'll see myself out. Good uh, talking to you. All right, cool. Well, I think that that's that a good... That might be offensive. Should we feel bad? Is, is, yeah, is I there's feel nothing... bad. No, t- t- talking about drag in general, I think it's a thing to celebrate. Um, But I think that that's a good point to end it. We're going to do something we don't ever do in the episodes. Let's do some credits, boys. Let's read some credits about the show because it's always in the show notes, but we never shout it out. Uh, so this show, Dice Populi, it is created by Colin Ketchin, Ryan Mossbarger, and Josh Palumbo. It is edited by yours truly, Matt Canavan. I, I also just like saying my name. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? We know you do it every time. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, do you want to read the next bullet point so I'm not sitting in hell? Uh, no, uh, no. Additional editing, sound design, and original music is also by Colin Ketchin. Artwork by uh, Colin Ketchin. And occasionally, it seems like fans. a lot of, a lot of Colin Ketchin here. Yeah, occasionally. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone else want to do those things? <laughs> I'm fine with it. The social media is run by me, Ryan Mossberger. And the cast is all me. I make up all the voices. <laughs> there is no Matt I want to hear, I hear your only, This is Ryan's, only Zool. <laughs> this is Ryan's Norbit. This is what, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, I want to hear you. I play all the characters. Ryan, I want to hear your Maeve, though. Oh, guys, I don't know. That's so boy. <laughs> Literally Morty. <laughs> That's very good. So this show is Patrick Brem as Locke. Uh, me as Maeve. Hello. Uh, is me as Bait when he appears. Uh, Ryan Mossberg as Colt the Bone Master. Uh, Josh Palumbo as Sir Edmund Montgomery Blackwood and currently writing and DMing uh, Trouble in Paradise. Uh, Laura Becker was the guest star as Tamara Greenbottle, uh, Tamara Greenbottle and Blessings Eve. Uh, Laura Becker, if you actually want to hear more from her, she and I, like I said, we have a podcast. It's called How You Doing. If you go to DicePopuli.com, you can see a link for that, yeah. too. Check that out if you like Laura, because she is a wonderful, wonderful person, and it is great to work with her. She's pretty great. One of my favorite, we, we are also on another podcast called Comic Geeking Program together, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite episodes oh. is with Colin and Laura, so where we good. get Colin to call the Oster, the Oster, <laughs> the Oscar Mayer Wiener Hotline, and then threaten to burn them down for calling hot dogs sandwiches. <laughs> So these are all phenomenal people. Um, if you want to follow any of them online, the, that is all in the show notes and on the site. Thank you so much for listening and sharing and engaging. We will be back next week with Chapter 15 of Dicey Waters. Uh, any more information you want, DicePopuli.com. Hit it up. You two got anything else before we go? I'm going to say keep your ears tuned like uh, Josh's adventure gets fucking wild yeah. and it stays wild the entire time. I don't I don't know how he's going to be able to keep this amount of drama going without us getting bored of it, but I'm I'm interested in seeing. I like, Yeah, no, Josh's campaign has been a fucking blast so far. Um there are laughs, there's it, tears, there's more tears. Um I'm not crying. Are you guys yeah. crying? I'm not crying. Um Matt, yeah, Matt does some role play that gets me like legitimately choked up at points. And Pat Pat, I think, tweeted it at one point, like, this is the first time in D D where he feels like afraid for his character legitimately <laughs> all the time. It's I think, it's a I think a big chunk coaster. of that is Josh's style where he's like, Oh, oh, you didn't do so well in that role. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. And like, then it's just like, he's thinking of the way, like, how do I murder this person? Yeah. Remember what he did to the boat? Yeah. That's our that bodies. a fucking crazy That's start. That's going to be our bodies. By all rights, I do think he flexed a little bit to make sure I didn't die on the first episode. Because, like, yeah, I'm drowning now. Like, I have, I have heavy armor and I'm a really <laughs> weak boy. And he's like, yeah. oh. Uh, you're not unconscious. You yeah. hear a healing word. <laughs> All right. Well, again, listeners, thank yeah. you so much. Find us online. Keep listening. Tell your friends. We have got more in store for you in the future, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Comic Geeky Program dot com <laughs> dot com. <laughs> oh shit! Now I have to make one now. with Ryan doing that too. Please do. Oh.
Come and meet the program. Dot com.